So what is it? It's March what third? Yeah. What today? This Black, episode Black History up. Month's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How y'all feeling? Women's History Month. Y'all, y'all heard your boy Draymond. Boy, <laughs> Jay Ma said we, we don't need no Black History Month anymore. We almost got out the month unscathed, and then Draymond I'm just shut up and play basketball. Draymond, <laughs> shut up and dribble. Shut, shut up, up and dribble. dribble. I sound like a Fox News. Uh. Yo, yo. So I missed. You gotta look like one too. That's where crazy. Where did he say this? <laughs> okay, yeah, JJ's not on social media. Well, where did he say this? So he I was think his pod. No, I think nah. this was regular press. It was, it was regular press. And he had after, on, after the game. Yeah, yeah. it was an interview. And he had on, yes, bro, he had on the shirt that said like Black History Month. And he was making it very clear that he normally would never wear some, something like that. And he was like, to be honest, we really need to get rid of Black History Month. It's uh, clickbait. We, we need to teach Black History uh, every day of the year. Yes, he, he said, like, I, I teach my Black History every day. Yeah. I think January he, he said December. it backwards then. He yeah, should say we, we need to expound it For a year right. like, and not, not that's, But that's not Draymond yet. talk and, 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 <laughs> Draymond is also black <laughs> Whoa Afri- Like black can as we, in, as in the we, Ethnicity fool Do we need to uh, No I'm saying like he's this black This is why no, 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 we only got 28 days What I'm saying is he's black So he's teaching his kids black history month 365 Everybody ain't doing that well, yes, okay. we understand. So, yeah, he can say he can expand it. Now, y'all ain't trying to get me. We almost got changing out of here. I almost got Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all trying to get me? No. Next time. Mm. <laughs> but I'm saying, he can teach his kids. So, that's a, that's but, a, that comment. But we, we get that, bro. Gosh, dang. But can't we not just have the 28? I mean, I'm all for it. Yes, you it should be taught. 365? No, it should be taught 365. <laughs> but to go and say we need to get rid of it after we fought. Donor. You didn't so get a little black history fact after, of the day. After right. we fought so hard to get these 28 days, Draymond want us to give them back? Nah, bro. We going to have our month. Everybody else got a butt. We witness history, but right now, so, <laughs> period. <laughs> Stop the pod, bro. Welcome back to another episode of the Soundboard Podcast, episode 68. Yes, sir. This is Coop, and I'm joined by... It's your boy, Dante. And... None other than your boy, JJ. And the one and only... BKJB. The biggest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, this is the Soundboard Podcast. Yes, sir. We are a couple of guys that have known each other for... Is it a decade? Yeah, it's yeah. over a decade. It's over, yeah. Decade and counting. Yeah. A decade and counting. And we want to include y'all in our Soundboard What's up, guys? What's going on? Bro, there's been so much going on. I'm going to be honest. Personally, I haven't had that much going on in my life. Mm. Uh, my, my youngin, my youngin, she uh, she, she uh, trying out for cheerleading. So Has she cheerleaded before? No, she's never cheerleaded before. Wait, wait, wait. Never? And she's never. like, ran, it's so random? So actually, Jake is more athletic. She usually do will do like volleyball. She's played volleyball. She's played soccer. But she really wanted to try out for, uh, she really wanted to try out for cheerleading, bro. Hmm, I know why. Why? <laughs> the boys? Yep. Nah, yeah, no boys. Actually, you know what? I'm not even entertaining that because I'm in the same situation. Exactly. Mm. So, so shut up. So shut up. All of a sudden, they want to try out for cheerleading. Is she never cheered either? No. 
She just wants to. Try, she just wants to. You know, she I has think, a passion for cheering. I think. For, I, yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. I think for high school, yeah, you're yeah. just about to piss me off. <laughs> I think for high school, you're just looking for your group, right? You're looking for looking the place for where they, that you fit in. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> You about to piss me off, <laughs> and you about to piss me off just like Deion Sanders Deion, Deion, pissed me off. What Deion do, bro? <laughs> what hasn't Deion Sanders did? So the first thing he pissed me off was y'all know Deion Sanders. He left uh, Jackson State and HBCU. Mm-hmm. He left them. Mm-hmm. Now he's in Buffalo, Colorado, mm-hmm. and and um, and he's just been trying to gear as they gear up for the season. He's been trying to make the school. Seem a little more HBCU like. He's bringing his coach prime, and I mean, I'll say coach prime antics. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Like everything that he's known for, he's trying to bring it with him. Well, he's trying to bring the vibe. So, this is number one reason he pissed me off. So, he has a meeting. He sits down with the band director. He sits down with like the the leader of the dancers. Mm -hmm. And he's basically like, you know, when we was at Jackson State, this is how we did everything. This is how we what we came into. This is all this. Knowing dang well, they don't know these songs. These bands do not operate like that. They're musicians. They can learn the music. They can, but they can't <laughs> never steal the swag. And that's what he tried to do. So he seemed real passionate, my brother. Because instead of him staying his black behind at Jackson State, he wants to come to a predominantly white school and then trying to turn it into an It brings the show. What's, he, why, why, what's wrong with that? Shut up. <laughs> Yo, uh, the problem is you listen to DMX. <laughs> what? DMX said, you blaze me, I blaze you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you gave me, I gave you. No, I don't like that, bro. I don't like that. I don't like that. He, he gave Jackson State something. So we about to see. We about to see all these. We about to see the dancers in the band switch up their whole swag because prime time is here. It's him. It's him. Do you I think that? Like that? Do you think that they will try? They will actually fulfill that request. Yes, bro. I think so they, they will. They actually. So word has they reached out to a HBCU. Southern Boom, right? Yeah, Southern yep. Boom to yep. be like, hey, put us on. And I'm already upset, bro. I'm upset about it. So that was one of the things Deion Sanders pissed me off Well, on. I think even with that, part of the issue with, with transferring culture is that part of the, the allure of HBCUs is that it's a safe place for the right. culture. Right. So when you bring it to a PWI, it might start and it might flourish a little bit, but people aren't going to feel safe with it because it starts to expand out into different other communities and you can't control it anymore. We have a thing at Southern that we say, especially we? when it comes to the band. Where did yeah, you yeah. graduate from? <laughs> I went to Southern University. He why went, why are you focused on the why black school to on, the white school? Why are you focused on the wrong thing? <laughs> you Dion. Often imitated, never duplicated. Exactly. But y'all acting like this is a new thing. What's the I new mean, thing? we get it. Every the culture is, expands. No. We don't get to keep the culture. No. It's we not- create it and then people steal it and repackage it as theirs. Okay, let me ask you this. Can Dion steal his own culture? He could. He ain't. <laughs> it's his culture. He's the he, coach. No, he ain't preserving it either. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to that point, as long as Dion holds control over he ain't it, been no but gatekeeper. the reality is once, he, once he's done, he can't gatekeep it anymore. They're not going to keep that. I guarantee if Dion were to leave, they're not going to keep the same. If they were winning. If they're winning, it's going to become a part of the cult, the culture. Yeah, over time, of the school. I don't know if that culture is sustainable there. I think this is so funny that it's sustainable <laughs> at Colorado, but it was not sustainable at Jackson State. What are you talking about? Y'all said Dion was the show. 
Not Justin was actually on my side. <laughs> you told me that they cannot sustain it without Dion, but you think I Colorado- never said I never said they could not sustain it. I said money also up. changes a lot of things. I said it's messed up. <laughs> it's messed up that he that he left and he brought all this awareness and stuff to Jackson mm-hmm. State and then left Jackson State. And but you're saying there's going to be a drop off when he left. Otherwise, I, what's, I, the, what's the problem? I'm saying I do think the resources were going to leave when he left. I don't know, bro. We'll yeah. see. So shut up. <laughs> I, have <a> <laughs> saying, I have a new saying. Time will tell. <laughs> Is that so, new? <laughs> that's me. He didn't even make Quote that up. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first thing he did that pissed me off. The second thing he did, he was on the Rich Eisen show. Y'all gonna quit showing out in front of these other people. And y'all gonna quit doing it during Black History Month. We need to have a come to Jesus moment as a community. So he gets on this Rich Eisen show and he's talking about what he's looking for in players and mm-hmm. like the things that he wants in a player. And this is what he said. He said, we have different attributes, smart, tough, fast, disciplined with character. Quarterbacks are different. He said, we want mother, father, dual parent. We want that kid to be a 3.5 GPA and up mm. because he has to be smart, not bad decisions off the field at all because he has to be a leader of men. He then says a defensive lineman is totally opposite. Single mama trying to get it. He's on free lunch. <laughs> I'm talking about just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama like mama barely made the flight and I want him to just go and get it. It's a whole different Attribute for the different positions. So what's the problem? The problem is <laughs> the problem is when you make blanketed statements like that. You're so one. You're saying like even when he talked about the dual parent, the dual parent household, mm-hmm. he said because people from dual parent households make better decisions. That, that's essentially what he said. You're saying he's eliminating. He's eliminating. Yeah, you can't you can't say just because somebody comes from a single parent home that they don't make good decisions. Because essentially that's what he's alluding to. And your son is a quarterback. And Negro, you on your second marriage. Uh, my boy Coop feel different. I don't care about what Coop got to say. <laughs> I think statistics will show. <laughs> what Coop? Stabil- Tell me about stability that. <laughs> is what he's looking for in his quarterback. Yes. If you come from a two-parent household, there's more than likely you're going to be in more of a stable situation. Okay. And so you say, <laughs> so you're saying just because you come from a, a I'm not, it's not, it's not a no, fact. No, 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 no. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm, it's more than like you're more likely to be a more stable person. Statistically speaking, statistically, Fox News not that, over here. Not that you, <laughs> not that you can. Not that if you're you coming can. From Anything can happen. Yeah, but I think Dante Dante's issue though is that he's making a blanket statement. He's like making that. a blanket statement, like at, as in, oh, just because you come from a single parent household, you 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 are gonna be angry, or you're gonna want to get it, or you're gonna make bad decisions. It's people that come from dual parent households that be out here doing all kinds. So of you stuff. so you you essentially have an issue with his criteria. I have an issue with him making blanket statements across the board. It was a it was a tasteless joke. And yes, and because he was laughing with it, they mm. were all laughing. And and yeah, bro, like as somebody who come from a single parent household, maybe that's why. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it's, it's we're, we're here to affirm you. Like, as, as somebody who comes single parent household, you make really good I decisions. Made, I made really good decisions, <laughs> and I'm not mad all the time. So the, uh, you can shove it. <laughs> you seem a little upset. <laughs> But did y'all y'all played or did y'all ever play football? I don't yeah. know if y'all when I was younger. But what do yeah, they say? I'm a, I'm what, an they, athlete. what do they say about defensive <laughs> players though? What do they say? What do they say? <laughs> you play Athlete. football, right? Defensive players are aggressive. 
They I want. Mean, they say they want, I need somebody that's a killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody, I need you somebody that's looking. That's a head hunter. That's, that's looking for they, heads. I mean, that's I what they want, say. They, they used to say those are the psychos. They say stuff like that. So it's like it's the same. It's like stereotype, like stereotyping them. It is. So it's we know it's it to be true. It's just unfortunate, of course, during Black History Month to hear about yeah. <laughs> stereotypical targeted oh recruiting. That's right. Like that's what it is. So the same joke that Dion makes. He didn't say nothing about black. <laughs> so, okay, okay, so, okay so, fair enough. He, he did. Yo, yo. <laughs> so, do y'all think that, now, now, Dion says that everybody want to laugh. If a white man, if a white coach said the same thing, it all hell would break loose. Did he say anything about the color of the player? He did, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that. I think that that plays a big role in it. It was a little. It does. Like it said, because that exposes a level of targeting that people do this, outside of sports. This speaks to y'all's bias. Y'all interpreted Deion Sanders as only only affecting the you black community. You pictured a black person when he was but, talking. But he's, he's talking about situational. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about. He's not talking about race. He still pissed me off. <laughs> so that's my update. Dion. He's no longer a gatekeeper. Take him off the pedestal. <laughs> Knock him off. Yeah, and always uh, when people start to build themselves up on the pedestal and then they just have to say something. Yeah, just. It wasn't tactful. It, it was wasn't not tactful. tactful. That's what, that's, 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 that's what, that's it, was. what it was. It wasn't tactful. But he's not mm-hmm. a tactful individual. That's Dion. Prime time. He's gonna be prime, and he's he has prime time now. So he's like, you're going to see more of that. They should have never put some y'all in front of that camera. (laughs) Everybody got a camera now. It's it's amazing how much um, pushback he's getting now that he left the HBCU, though. You don't think he was getting it before? No. I mean, it was only the one where he's like, I am the HBCU. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think he has more notoriety now. I think. I think we knew about it more so in the HBCU community. Mm-hmm. Now he's transitioned into uh, a more prominent and yeah. like, yeah, he's, he's 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 transitioned to a more prominent role now. Y'all know how this go. What, what y'all mamas tell y'all when y'all came up? What happened in this house? You're, Stay you're, in this house. No. When you start bringing this drama out to the neighborhood, it's a problem. Dion, in our house, we can talk like that. You getting over here uh, shucking the job on the, uh, the Eisen show, that's a problem for me. Mm, okay. And that's all I got to say. I'm, I'm done. Drop the mics. I'm done with that. Episode. Dang, dang, dang. That's all you got. All right. In lighter news and more celebratory news. It better be light, too. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I might have to step back to my two parent household. <laughs> Justin is from a two parent household. He made plenty of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Who was right there with me? Mm-hmm. Bad influence. Bad influence. Oh, because oh, I'm from a single parent household. I influenced him. Wow. Finish your little statement, Justin. <laughs> Not a little, but I do have an announcement to make. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> I wish we had drum roll. We should have. Oh, uh, I need a little more. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a rim shot. That's, yeah. that's a flat line. <laughs> yeah. So, earlier in February, I got the opportunity to do a celebration. Okay. And the celebration is a little bit... Uh, it's personal, but I think it's time to share it with everybody else. What was it? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. So on February 22nd, mm-hmm. my myself and my wife got to celebrate our one year anniversary. Oh, oh. hold on, make, what make you sure. Mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get married until, until you're gonna get married until July. One year. Yeah, yeah, one year in February. 
So we actually, yeah, we actually did elope in February of uh, last year. Did y'all know that? I, I didn't know, know that. <laughs> this boy got a secret marriage. <laughs> Congratulations. No, and you know what was funny about this? I literally saw him post it and I said, Justin, why did you post 222? Yeah, he's like, that is of no significance. Yeah, he said you should have got married on a day. Who knows about Literally this? did he know? Only um myself and my wife. Y'all secret wow. no, We kept it kept it from our parents, kept it from our, our siblings. <laughs> Justin, you're wild. <laughs> Why did I spend all that money on that support? I was already married. This one think he Romeo hold and up, Juliet, up, bro. Justin was 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 portraying the whole time like he ain't been married. Yeah. Hey bro, you know, you know, you're approaching the day. You're approaching that how you bro. how you feeling, bro? You ready? You ready? <laughs> He was married the whole time. He's already um, married. Y'all should know I'm a villain. This <laughs> Justin, what is going on? The plot thickens. <laughs> so did y'all even... Did, did it bu- feel like y'all was married before y'all had the wedding? Oh, yeah. we. It felt a lot like we were married. <laughs> did y'all even cohabitate? Because you're my cohabitation brother. So technically no. Really so there was reasons behind it. Because ultimately, nah, yes. Nah, I don't want to hear this. I know, <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, we did talk about like the myself. housing, the housing situation. Like, uh-huh. hey, didn't want to move in before we were married. So y'all got married. Well, we got married. Justin <laughs> 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 does make good decisions. So, so what prompted you to reveal it now? So we celebrated a year. So it was like, okay, at this point, we don't want to come up into June. And y'all like, celebration. And we're yeah, because like, hey. I was about to be like, hey, <laughs> it's about to be a lit summer. And then I, I think it's, it, brings, it brings a good <laughs> conversation as far as like understanding. Like we didn't even tell our parents something. It's one of those things when it came down to marriage, especially like in the premarital stage, we wanted this to be us. Mm-hmm. Like it's us between between us and God type thing. We don't want to have any level of like outside influence. This whole time we thought it was it was us <laughs> yeah, yeah. and God. <laughs> so wait, y'all legit gotta went to the courthouse and got married. So we actually we took our engagement photos and Pastor Robert married us after we took our photos. So he knew. Yeah. But I mean, I, technically, yes, yeah. <laughs> He knew. My mind is blown. Me too. I can't <laughs> even trust level. you anymore. Yeah, what who are you is talking this about? guy? Just so that, you want to know the real problem though? What? Who what? the real problem is? Your parents? No. Your wife? JJ is the one who actually kicked us off. Me? Yes. What you mean? <laughs> because we were having a conversation because I had um I had announced my groomsman and my best man back in November. Uh-huh. Y'all got engaged in December. Uh-huh. We had had a conversation in like early January and JJ was like, man, like I appreciate the honor as my, as being the best man. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey, like, I'm kind of, I got to work on this speech. And he's like, but I always thought I was going to be the first one to do the speech. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, Dante secondly getting married first. And um, I ain't like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you are a villain. You are a villain, bro. So it's my fault. It's really JJ's fault. He should have known not to tell me that. Oh my! So he wow. won. This whole time you thought you was first. No, no, no! I was first. No, you weren't. First at what? That's wild. My mind is blown, bro. I don't like you. What are you talking about? And forget your little anniversary. <laughs> so what did y'all do to celebrate? So we actually uh, we went to a steakhouse, Dakota Steakhouse in downtown Dallas. Oh, yeah. Underground Steakhouse. Yeah, the Underground Steakhouse. Yeah. I yeah. drove by it so many times, never knew what it was. You got a steak? Oh, yeah. I got the, the New York Strip. Did it make a difference? Uh, I think it did. So we okay. went to, where did we go, like, 
for uh, Perry's. We went to Perry's a couple of days before. That and I just got like what? a like a six inch. I mean six uh six ounce. Oh. I mean, I <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Subway. <laughs> six ounce and it you was like, decent. You like Perry's yeah. better or um Dakota's? I like Dakota's better. Hmm. But uh they both were, were really, really good. But I think when you just you can just tell the the difference just size alone. And it's kind of like, all right, I'm really just enjoying this, like the whole process. I could get up and punch this man in his <laughs> Look, right, face. It's still resonating, bro. We're gonna be processing. We're trying to process. We're gonna process this the whole episode. I process literally was with celebration, joy. So it's a righteous moment. I'm two, happy for two. You. So <laughs> it technically is two, 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 two. two. And, and yeah. we had had is this because. You're a deuce. We got deuces. And, and we had had this conversation. In fact, I remember Justin saying, bro, we should get married. Like, me, we should get married on 222. Yeah. 222. Because Kim is also a deuce. And if, if you don't know anything about Greek life, deuces are the people who come second. They're number two. They're number two. <laughs> it's the people who come second to the first people who are the best. But so neither. I'm neither just neither jealous that, like, if a movie's ever made on your life, they can talk about the secret marriage. <laughs> Like, he just made his life story a little bit more lit. <laughs> <laughs> they secretly wed. Nobody, Nobody knew. knew. Well, technically, don't you get married when you get the marriage certificate? Yeah, we did all of that. Same no, day. I'm saying, like, no. So, tell you, I got married before, too. What? No, we did all of that same day. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do it before family. <laughs> Justin pisses me off. You know, um, and he's always been gunning for my spot. <laughs> no, you gunned for my spot. He's always been gunning for my spot. He was engaged first. Anyway, <laughs> congratulations, congrats, bro! Appreciate congrats that. on one year. I can't wait to celebrate with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang! That is coming up. That is. It's oh. March now. Mm-hmm. It's coming up in May. You got what? Two months? Is, hey, is it two months or? <laughs> it is two months. <laughs> in fact, I could give you. I could give you. It is exactly seventy-eight days. 15 hours. Yeah, the counter for everything on his phone. It's really weird. <laughs> no, it's not. Is that my weird trait? One yeah, of them. you're you're weird, bro. No, it's only because I, I things that matter. I feel like I always want like a countdown to it. Oh yeah, so put two twenty two. Nah, forget that. <laughs> I'm so pissed off. Anyway, move on. I wanted to run something by y'all that um one of our listeners Loso had posted on his IG, and it was a tweet, and it said, "Why is our generation so unhappy?" Uh, here's some of the responses: We cannot afford the life our parents lived. Our planet is dying. The standard of leadership has really dropped. Oh, wow. Our society is morally decaying. Sheesh. Our kids have very little to enjoy from communal life. We know it's not getting better. Social media. I agree with that to a certain extent. So my question is, do you think that our generation is less happy than previous generations? Uh, I, I do. I think that we have more, but we are less happy um, but what was the run me back the first point? We cannot afford to live the life our parents lived. I think that is untrue. Either two. We cannot afford to live the life our parents lived. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could afford a better life. We can afford a better life, but for most of us, I think we are living outside of our means, bro. When I think about like what my mom, <laughs> what we lived off of, bro, my mama legit was living. We was living off like forty thousand dollars, two kids, apartment. Now we got some, you know, what I'm saying? apartment. We had little government cheese. <laughs> 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 but but my point is we lived within our means. This should be- have been our <laughs> <laughs> we we lived within our means because that's what we had to do. I was having this conversation with Olivia's parents because it was for them 
you know, and they still lived on like minimum, like they lived minimally. So our parents look at us and they like, y'all making all this money, mm. but y'all always talking about y'all broke or y'all can't help. And it's because for a lot of us, we start making money, we start living outside our means. Mm. So you ain't trying to go get no little spot in the hood. But how does that affect your happiness? Because we have to spend more so that we can maintain our lifestyle. And ultimately, for a lot of people, if you're living outside of your means, you're having to either get second jobs or like you're always concerned about making more money or is it enough? And I think that's ultimately why we're unhappy, because I think a lot of us living outside our means. So wait, are we all identifying as unhappy? No. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> Dante. <laughs> As a generation, I'm saying collectively we have access to more, and I do agree that we are un, that we are more unhappy. I think I think another uh, factor is I think the last point that you talking about social, social media. media. That's, I think, that's what I was going to say. I think that we have more like connection points, but we're lacking the physical connection. Right, like mm-hmm. everybody's behind the screen. Even now, because of the pandemic, we're remote. So a lot of people are remote. They're hybrid. They're not engaging socially the same way that we did before. Hold on. If my boss listening, I don't want to engage. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm Keep speaking, me remote. I'm speaking right. more so to like, I think that, that happiness is affected by loneliness. That's true. Mm-hmm. And people are more lonely now than they yeah. ever were before because there's this facade of like, I'm not lonely because I can get on this, the computer screen. But it's essentially reinforcing the loneliness because you're really by yourself. You're not, you don't have those physical That's social en- engagements. That's fact. It goes into what we talked about earlier. Everybody's trying to find their people. We were talking about like the cheerleading. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and to that point, I talked to our homeboy Brian earlier and I told him, I said, bro, I, I see you so active on social media that it feels like we're I connected. know what's going on yeah. in mm-hmm. your life. But really, I don't know what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And so as we start talking and start catching up, I'm like, dang, bro, I've been seeing you on social, but I really don't know what's actually going on with Speaking you. Speaking as somebody who's not on social, <laughs> it makes a big difference. Right. So like when I was on social, I felt like I was connected to a lot of people without having to really be connected with right. them. Now, the reality to hit that, bro, I ain't, I'm not that close with a lot of people. So it's, unless I'm interacting with you from like a text message, a phone call, or I see you in person, Bro, I don't hear from nine out of ten of the people that I was hearing from before or that I, I had a little uh, I had an awareness of what was going on in their life. It changes like how you it changes how you approach everything. Well, you know what, JJ, that's interesting because um, I don't ever hear from you. So <laughs> we record on the podcast. <laughs> live. We record on that's the podcast that, every other week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I talked to you last week. When when did you talk to me last week? Last Saturday. Because we happened to record. No, that wasn't last week. I wasn't. It was two weeks ago. But I did talk to you last week. No. So this is the thing. <laughs> Jesse can verify. No, 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 no. Technicalities. I do believe, though, to that point, uh, well, as somebody who's off social media, because you always off of it, how are you keeping up with your friendships and relationships? Thing? No. So I would say that's something I can do better at. I was just talking to somebody about this earlier this week. One of the areas that I'm not good in is keeping up with communication. And... um it's just, bro, unless I put it in my phone as like a reminder or something, yeah. it's like time in my head, it just goes by. So a week, I'm like, dang, it's already a week done passed. I haven't hit up so-and-so. And then it's like bu- just busyness in the right. day-to-day. Yeah, I don't really be keeping up with people like that. It's not out of malicious uh, intent. It's just that 
It's just kind of like more so out of sight, out of mind. And that's why people are unhappy. <laughs> I would say, but still, does all this really lead to unhappiness? Do you feel like? I think I think the loneliness leads to unhappiness. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I think that people are connected on social, but they, they really are fiending for like a, a physical like interaction with people. It's different, bro. It's different like getting behind the screen. People can put on this facade. You don't necessarily know what's real, what's not. But when you can like, I can physically like, Slap Dante or whatever that is. <laughs> Can you? Don't touch me. <laughs> but it makes a difference, bro. It makes a difference. Yeah, to that point. So, I mean, I was going to take the social media avenue, but also kind of expand it out probably just to more like digital. Hmm. So I think we, even ourselves, have kind of transcended to like a weaker generation. We don't have the same physicality as, as our parents and our right. grandparents mm. because we have so many digital digital areas of convenience. Mm-hmm. Right. So convenience has weakened our, our mindset, weakened our bodies type thing. So it leads us to be unhappy when we're compared to somebody who's like, hey, we if we want something, we'll go get it. We'll go do what it takes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference we see in our generation. So that leads us to be unhappy because it's kind of like, all right, they're, they're more content because they know that they did everything they needed to do if we don't have the levels of convenience or the digital aspect of it, sometimes right. it's kind of like, all right, I don't need to get that done or I'll find another way to make myself happy. You kind of, it's a lot of levels of like escapism too. Right. And I can, I can prove that this is true, bro. Think back to a time that we all knew each other and we had the least that we have now. Right. And let's say college mm-hmm. in college, bro. Everybody broke. Somehow you scrounge up your money, maybe for a little bottle for the weekend. <laughs> but you really, everybody is like broke and depending on each other. The biggest thing that you have is connection with your friends because all of your friends, for the most part, are living in the same either neighborhood or vicinity or like apartment complex. And so you're literally the happy and you have the least amount. Whereas now we have more but we may not be as happy because we don't see each other as much or because we're trying to keep up or we have like multiple jobs or multiple responsibilities. And so I think ultimately as a generation, we're taught that we got to, you know, look a certain type of way, have these type of things in order to maintain that lifestyle. You got to, you got to go out here and grind. I will say, I don't think that our generation is less happy than previous generation. There was a whole genre of music that was huge back in the day. Maybe you heard of it. <laughs> the blues. The blues. <laughs> I think our generation is more obsessed with trying to be happy. I don't think yeah. they were okay. concerned about it. I think they were trying to make it through. They weren't right. trying to. We have enough time to sit back and be like, am I happy? Yeah, I think that's the convenience aspect. And, and of they're, it. Yeah. they're like, I need to get through this day. I need mm-hmm. to get through this. I need to get, They're not even thinking about being happy. It's not a thought that goes by the, through their mind. Bro, thing. I, I, I think I, it's a level of exposure too, though. Exp- and I'll so, say that back to social media. Yeah, so I think or social exp- media or digital mm-hmm. world expands the horizons. Right, so right. like back in the day, you were limited to what you read in the newspaper, mm-hmm. maybe what you saw on television, mm-hmm. right. and then what's in your community, and then maybe your work life. Mm-hmm. Now we have access to everything. Yep. Stuff which, going on around the and world. And then the agenda of capitalism, bro, is just pushing like more, 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 more. And so if you know, if, a, if an individual doesn't have a secure foundation, they're always wanting more. Yep. That leads to unhappiness because you'll never be fulfilled. Yep. And so it's comparison. Is, and this is why I think we may be okay, but I fear for like Jaden's generation. Oh yeah, next generation. Because the generation under us, bro, 
that's all they see is like social media. Like that is what is real world for them. In fact, I was talking to Jaden and she said, um, we were just talking about this idea that like everybody just feels like life is going to work out for them. Like Mm -hmm. they're just, all of them are going to be YouTubers (laughs) or all of them are going to be like influencers. Influencers. And I'm like, Jay, some of y'all not going to make it. I'm like, Jay, everybody can't make it. baby. (laughs) If if everybody influencing, who's buying? Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? And she, and to her, she was like, Dang, that's kind of true. I'm like, everybody can't make it Bro. in that realm. And for and it was like a light bulb went off for her. And so I think their her generation is going to really be dealing with just what happens when life just don't go like you thought it would, thought it should, or that you've seen it go for other people on quote unquote. Easy. Media. Just do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and we probably will see an uptake in that as well. We probably will see an uptake oh, in that sure. as well. For I was gonna sure. say, bro, like on that same tip, I had to have a real heart to heart conversation with um, a student today because on that same topic, like we were talking about a hardship that they're experiencing, mm-hmm. and they just kept saying, like, "Oh, it'll work out. It, it, it'll it'll be okay." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna give it to you real, like." It's not gonna just be okay, right? Like unless you take proactive steps, yeah, yeah. it's not gonna be okay. It's not just going to happen. It's not just. Hope. I can tell you that right now. But in in their head, it was just like things work. will work out. It's not, baby. Like the situation you in right now, <laughs> it's in, you're in this because it's not. It's not working out. Right. It's not gonna work out. Right. They do. They do think it's like. I'm gonna be walking. I'm gonna be walking one day, and somebody's gonna offer me a job or offer me a billion dollars. I'm like, bro, life don't work like that. <laughs> yeah. It may work like that for some people, but it don't work like that for everybody. And so, I think that was a great article to bring up, just because you know, are we unhappy? Not necessarily. We're aware of our unhappiness. I'll say that. That's what, that would be my take. I, yeah, and I think you know, last statement. I think we're we are getting the things that we thought would make us happy, and mm. realizing that. It's really the simple things that make us happy. Mm. Sometimes you got to get people what they want. <laughs> I like some of the materials as well. <laughs> I didn't say all of them. I said some of them. But like you said, the first one, living like our parents, we don't want to live like our parents. Like a lot of we our don't. parents had least um, little house, <laughs> one car garage. People want, but people want, they, I don't want a regular house. I need a two-story house. I need right. a three-car garage. I modern. Need a, yeah. Modern century. Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is everybody chasing happiness. Happiness is fleeting. You should be. Mm. You should be after joy. Is that you? That's your quote. He That's thought you? he ate. That's me. He thought he ate. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking of of happiness and the pursuit of happiness, this wasn't necessarily directly a pursuit of happiness, but I did come to the realization that. It is time for me to uh, pursue counseling again. Welcome. Mm. I've listened back to a couple episodes. <laughs> I, know I'm, I know I'm the self-titled uh, villain, but I know it can have effects on other people. I apologize, Tante. <laughs> you want me Brent Faye so bad. <laughs> so within this uh, counseling journey, uh, it's been interesting. Like even just the process of trying to find a counselor. Right. Mm. Like... No one really kind of gives you the, the heads up, but like you really have to like go out and like mm-hmm. date and pursue yes, bro. a counselor. You yeah, have to try different ones. Yeah. 
And it's not, especially at this point, at like married life type thing. You don't think about putting yourself in a situation where I got to like introduce myself to somebody. You have to understand their vibe. Right. Realize that I'm also paying for them as well right. and make sure I'm actually getting something out of it. Right. So that process is very, uh, it was very tedious. And I realized even as I'm going through the process, part of the reason why I need to go through the process, I eliminate a lot of people just based off of looks. <laughs> <laughs> before you even, before you even talk to them, yeah, bro, we not gonna lie, bro. <laughs> they don't look like they can help. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Are you looking for like a man, woman, black man? Yeah. So black I, woman? I worked my way through like the the levels of filtering. So like I know I wanted, of course, a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done stunts stints before, and I've had black women. So I was like, all right, let me try a black man. This time mm-hmm. okay um even it, when i'm going through like their levels of like their areas kind of like race related and also mm-hmm. faith-based those mm-hmm. are two qualifiers uh i don't want any students that's a whole nother thing yeah. don't know why that's offered but i hey, mean technically they cheaper. graduated yeah, yeah it, it's they, usually less expensive it is yeah, yeah but i'm trying to gamble they have to get, the, they they have get, get hours. their training hours they have that's to get cool their training i don't want to be older than my uh therapist yeah I, you don't feel like you can learn from somebody younger Yes, but I don't want somebody that's experienced that's seen some stuff. Mm. Same level. I was yeah. like, I, I want somebody older, but not too old. Right. There was a couple of them. It was a little bit over over the limit. Like a five to ten year range would be perfect. <laughs> Y'all got really? lists. Yeah. <laughs> we talking about dating. You don't have your dating list? <laughs> Bro, mine was like, he's probably like 25 years older than me. I can accept that too. He's like 25 years you older than You probably have an old soul. That's probably what you like. You feel like 25 years is too much? What is that? That's 55 type thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he was like 55. No, nah, I think I was like 10 years above. I think that's the range. I, okay. wanted, I want us to be able to still resonate mm-hmm. and not look at you as my father. That, that's reasonable. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, did I pick him because I had that? <laughs> <laughs> stable. Stable. <laughs> and this is why Justin in therapy. <laughs> I have a dad. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need you to be my dad. I got a dad. But I mean, that also brings a weird concept to it too. Like trying to figure out, like I, I ultimately found one. I have a couple that I still need to try, but I went through a couple sessions with one and it's like, all right, like introductions, I think he's a, mm-hmm. he's a very soft spoken individual. Mm-hmm. I don't come from a soft spoken household. Mm-hmm. Like I come from a lot of aggression. You need right. a, you need a counselor. Let's go cuss you out. <laughs> and that's, and that's ultimately what I, what I told him as far as expectations. Like I want somebody who's going to hold me accountable and be like straight shooter with me. Mm-hmm. Right. My mentor is a straight shooter. Like, my pastor's a straight shooter. Like, those are the people in my life. Like, so, but he's like, that's not necessarily how I go through my methods. Like, I'm more the passenger. Like, you tell me where you want to drive, and I'll, I'll help direct you. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, strike one. But, like, we're going to work through this. Um, so, it's cool. Like, my overall goal is to, like, help with my level of empathy. So I was like, all right, I'll stick with him because mm-hmm. he is empathetic. That's one of his methods. He wants to be able to feel how you feel and mm. try to work you through it. That's the opposite of you, boy. Cool, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you know that you needed to talk to somebody? Because Kiana's asked me to talk to somebody. I'm like, I'm self-aware. I can figure this out. <laughs> like, I'm, I that, you need to go talk to somebody. Well, I'm, I'm transparently, I still don't necessarily feel like I need to talk to That's somebody. That's how I feel. But it's like, all right, let me give it an opportunity. Like, let, okay. me, let me give it a shot and, like, see, like, what's the benefits. Because, I mean, JJ, Dante, y'all have done counseling before. Y'all yeah. have given reviews that it's, it's been beneficial in situations. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, all right. When you find the right one. Yeah, it's a tool. So, ultimately, I want to make sure I'm using all the tools in the tool house. What made y'all over the, put y'all over the edge to make you say, I need to talk to somebody? 
Uh, Olivia made me go, or she was gonna break up with me. <laughs> but you wouldn't have gone otherwise. I, I realized I needed. I had issues. Was it something that you're like, I can't figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> bro, you know, bro, I would tell you. I would tell you exactly what it was. <laughs> I had a problem with Olivia making more money than me and me being insecure about that. <laughs> why are you laughing? Why that's, is it so funny that's to you? And we didn't defend the same space. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. No, 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 I don't want to talk to you Am I safe to be myself too? <laughs> or is he the only safe one? I'm sorry, go ahead, Dante. The safe just go whoever got the bike. Okay, okay um, go ahead. So, Everybody got a mic. So, <laughs> shut up. And so my wife said, well, at that time we were dating. She said, bro, I think you need to go talk to somebody about that. Mm. And honestly, she gave me the push. It was like a Christmas gift or something. She was like, "I'll pay for like your first, your first session." Damn, first that probably sessions. didn't help. <laughs> I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. I know. No, I have the money. No, I'll it, pay was for a, it was a. It was the. And, and I went and I enjoyed it and I just kept going back. Okay. So it. it so honestly, I went begrudgingly. But you it didn't wasn't like, like I was. I, I I just went because I I recognized I needed to go talk to somebody, mm. but I had not taken the steps to actually go. Do yeah. It. Mm. So for me, uh, I've actually been on two occasions now. Okay. So I went maybe four years ago now for the first time. Um, okay. That was uh, actually I remember we, I was in a conversation in a parking lot talking to Justin. And um, I was like talking through some things, <laughs> and Justin was like, <laughs> "No, nah, but Justin was like, Justin basically was like, hey, bro, it sounds like you might need to go to therapy.' He was like, there's there.' He was like, <laughs> go talk to somebody about he basically he basically was like, he basically was like, I mean, there's my my opinion is biased, right. is what mm-hmm. he was saying, That's and he's it. like, I think it would be helpful for you to talk to somebody who's non-biased who can give you maybe some like a different perspective." So I was like, all right, maybe I, you know, I can heed that advice and I went, right? If so, I, I wouldn't say that ne- that was necessarily under my own volition. The second time was encouraged by my wife also. <laughs> but I had the recognition that like that I was not I, I essentially was not okay, right? You like, your best. I was showing up and I was like not operating like mm-hmm. how I normally operate. I wasn't functioning how I feel like I normally function. I wasn't performing like I feel like I'm capable of performing. So I'm recognizing all these indicators. And it actually took me a while to, to like uh, take a step. Okay. Cause I'm like, I'm self-aware. I'm like, I'm all right. I'm self-evaluating. I'm reflecting. I could figure out my own process. I could figure mm-hmm. out what I need to do. And so I'm good at that. I'm just kind of checking the box. I'm going through it. But um, I think it really came to a point where like it was, it was continuous. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, let me like take a step and see, see, let me explore and see if this can be beneficial for me. Why are you so willing the first time with Justin? Just because you trusted Justin's um, insight so much, or is it? Uh, no, I think at that point I had pretty much hit rock bottom. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no so, I, I definitely didn't do it because so I trusted Justin. It wasn't that. It was before before Justin mentioned it, bro. Other people had mentioned it already. Okay. They were like suggesting, like, "Hey, man, maybe you should think about therapy, different things like that." But it was like, bro, I hit a real low point, and so I I haven't I hadn't got to a low point like that before. Uh, so it made me be like, all right, I'm more aware of mm-hmm. maybe I need to seek out some help. Justin, are you not? What's the word? Are you not cautious? Like, are you not? You have no type of um, hesitancy of what a therapist can change in you? Not yet. 
I think that might happen when I make sure when I know for sure I have the right one. Okay. Right now, I, I even I, I can talk to him and be like, hey, I'm still somewhat on edge or I'm somewhat defensive. Mm-hmm. And that also somewhat led to part of our problem in our, our consultation. Uh-huh. And it's like, but like if you a good therapist, you'll work it out. Mm. So that's my challenge to him. Type yeah. Thing. But yeah, like it is certain aspects of like stuff that we talked about for like ultimately if I believe if a counselor gets their full vision or their full opportunity with somebody, they're really going to make a change in them. And it might not be what you want to get rid of. So yeah. part of it is like, hey, my level of snappiness. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to want to try to work that out to figure out, like, all right, why are you so snappy? Like, <laughs> Let's explore that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to ultimately be like, hey, you don't have to say that or you should think of something else to say. But I feel like that is the best thing to say. Yeah. And that is 100% me. Yeah, you need to go to is that <laughs> Is that what you are hesitant about? I'm afraid of letting somebody into my mentality and them changing it. And I don't have a... I'm not who I want to be anymore. Yeah. Or who I think I want to be or who I think I am. You know what but I'm what saying? if you? But what if talking through the process helps you to figure out that you don't want to be that person no more? Or that that's not the the best person for like your family or your loved ones and all that that's the best that's ultimately what he put it to me because he asked me ultimately like how i feel about myself i feel great i'm the best version of myself but he's like how do you affect other people oh they might not agree oh my but <laughs> i'm but, the best version of yeah me. you need to stick with him it's one of those things where um you might feel a certain type way about yourself, like how you look or how you're portrayed, mm-hmm. until you see a picture of yourself, and then you're like, yes. "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that, but I think that that's part of therapy is like putting uh-huh. a mirror up to yourself uh-huh. to say, "Look at you," uh-huh. and look at you from this perspective because sometimes we have blind look spots. Yeah, but I will say to your point because I feel like there's a there's a lot of people probably who is afraid of like letting somebody in and then them. I guess, quote unquote, changing. Mm-hmm. We're all changing in some form or facet. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a misnomer that somebody else can really change you. Like you have complete autonomy. So like you have to be receptive to it to right. then say, oh, I'm going to change. Right. At the end of the day, you get to make the determination to say what you're saying is valid or it's not it's valid. Not, yeah, I can right. apply it or I don't want to apply it. That's right. I can decide to make that change or I don't want to make that change. All they're doing is like bringing up perspective or insights and you get to you know, determine what you want to do with that exposure. Yeah. Maybe it's not changing. Maybe they're exposing you. And 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 be clear, bro. You can work the system. If you go to therapy, <laughs> you oh, can gosh. no for real, no for real, bro. If you go to therapy and you are not as you're only going to, you're only going to get as much as you Put as in. you give. Mm. So if you go in and you and you aren't being as transparent or you aren't letting your therapist into like certain areas of your life, they can only work with you on the areas that you quote unquote feel comfortable so that, in. So that leads me to part of our conflict in our session. He tried to to test my level of transparency. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to play a little game. Mm. Stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna play a that game. Boy with irritated. Y'all. You play the game with us. Let's, let's, let's oh, play the I'm game. Excited. Okay, yeah. excited. All right, I can't do the soft spoken part. He's I'm soft spoken already. He was even more soft spoken to me. Yes. No. <laughs> My whisper. Yes. Very very slow. So I want to play a game with you. Yes. Yeah, oh, now that's creepy, bro. <laughs> hey, pick your voice up. You talking to me? Put your pants back on, man. <laughs> Why are your pants down? <laughs> What's going on? That's the first session. 
y'all did not come here for all that. Whoa, I whoa. came here for therapy and that's it. <laughs> Okay. Shut up. Y'all can't take nothing serious. It wasn't that type of game, cool. Oh, no. This is virtual. <laughs> Even worse. I'm hanging up. <laughs> so the game is has to do a word repetition. Okay. So I'm going to give you a word, and you're going to say it five times. Each time you say it, you're going to clap. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the listeners. We'll try to bring the claps down. <laughs> Hopefully it's not in your ears too much. All right, but when I'm saying the word, I need you to focus on the word. Okay. All right. All right. Clear your mind. Take ten seconds. Deep breath in. <sighs> deep breath out. Clear clap your one time after the word. Every time you say the word, we're gonna say it five times. So you're gonna clap five times. When you say the word, you're gonna clap at the same time. Okay. All right. Okay. But I need you to focus. And listeners, okay. we need you to do this. As okay. Yes. 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 Unless you're okay. driving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The word is white. All right. Okay. W H I T E. You have to Thank say you. it. You have bro. to say the word. <laughs> he said all white. No, yeah, but you need to say it. You have it too. to say it. Okay. All right, I'll so say it gonna, with you. Yes. Okay. So we're going to say it five times. You ready? Okay. All right. White. White. I need y'all clap together. White. 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 What does a cow drink? Milk. Milk. Does a cow drink milk? No, water. water. <laughs> what does a cow drink? Cow water. Drink water. A cow drinks water, Dante. You idiot. <laughs> but, but. What kind of mind is this? But I want you to realize in that moment, you were listening, you were focusing. So that's why you said milk. You know milk is not the right answer. I know you're smarter than that. But you were led to believe. Be leery with this guy. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to break him. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> old Justin. If he got a teacup. <laughs> So we're going to do another one. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Hit me. But because I know y'all are smart, I don't want you to try to fight this. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I want Pants you to be. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Pants I, off. I want you to be relaxed. I want okay. you to think of something okay. like, okay. think of food. Think okay. of like, no, it's Thanksgiving. Think like, or oh, you want like. You want like a, a roast. Okay. Like, you know, it's a really good roast. It's been mm. roasting all over. Like, Mushrooms. Yeah, roast to put your favorite vegetables <laughs> in there. Gravy. Yeah, you can get the vegetables only, but yeah. It's been marinating. It's been cooking for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So just focus on that. So the word's going to be roast. Okay. All right. So when I say roast, I want you to clap and say it five times, okay? Okay. Roast. 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 Who do you put in a toaster? Toast. Bread. Bread. Now, JJ and Coop, y'all hesitated a little bit. Why is that? Because we had to think. Why did you think? Why did you say what was natural? I like like to think before I speak. But that wasn't part of the exercise. You're right. I I just wanted you to react. Well, I don't know. Well, when you react, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I sure was going to say toast. I was too. I was too. So yeah, we'll try one more time. But okay. this time I want you to be focused. I don't want you to, okay. to pause and respond. Okay. I want you to just react. Okay. Instantly. Yes. Okay. All right. So the word is top. Top. Okay. All right. Love that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> think about how you want to think about it. <laughs> All right. Top. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'm, I'm too, I'm too All right. Top. 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 What do you do at a green light? Stop. Stop. Go. <laughs> I'm trying to run. 
So yeah, so that was the exercise. It was about like reaction and response. At the red, at the green light, you go. Do I stop because I'm afraid (laughs) to go? Do I have fear issues? Are you fighting your natural inclination? Mm. Ah, he broke my mind. That's not bad. I don't. My therapist didn't play no games like yeah. that. I've, 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 I've Y'all never... think about it now. I was pissed Really? Off. Well, Justin don't like, Justin don't like stuff like that because Justin like, but what does got to do with... Yeah. Why are you trying to trick me? I can obviously win this so, game. Yeah. So, Justin, this is this is why I think you need to find a therapist that's... <laughs> you need to find a therapist that's not going to let you run the, the, run the session. The session. Yeah. Like, my therapist didn't let me run the session. In fact, I would go... Sometimes I would look forward to it, but a lot of the times I would be like, because he would give me homework and stuff. I would be like, oh, bro, I don't want to go to this session. <laughs> Just because I knew it was going to be a level of accountability. Right. And he was going to be like, but no, 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 this is what we discussed that you needed to work on. Right, right, so, right. like, why did you not work on it? And then because you didn't work on it, here's who's going to be impacting and how it's going to be impacting. Yeah. So I think you just have to find the therapist. I don't like. Give me a therapist number. Yeah, I think (laughs) you like that. You like that game. I think that like that's the importance of shopping around because there's a lot of different approaches and strategies to therapy. I've never had a therapist do something like like play a game like that. But it may work for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know. And I think it's some. You also you have to figure out what type of therapist you want. For some therapists, their whole goal is. Uh, some people don't feel like they're heard. And so their yeah. therapist's whole goal is just to shut up and let and you listen. talk yeah. and mm-hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. That don't necessarily work for me. I got y'all. I got people to listen to me. <laughs> right. I got my wife to listen to me. Yeah. I need somebody who's going to hear me, but then also like challenge me. Yeah, I need a to, challenger. To work yeah. on these areas. So I don't need somebody that's going to just kind of let me just go do whatever. Yeah. So how do you feel about the, I guess, the counseling sessions so far? I was, I mean, you take that out of it. I was fine with it because it was very much so. He was listening. And as the session progressed, I was trying to work through like, all right, don't try to like explain things in a targeted manner. Like mm. I can, I can, I can convey my way. Right. Mm. Um, but it's like, all right, let me try to take a step back and allow him to, to give some level of rebuttal. My thing is I don't necessarily want to drive in these sessions. I would rather him like, hey, this is kind of where we need to focus on and just pick. Because if not, if I drive, I'm going to drive the way that I want to drive. Right. Um, but I think the game, that type of stuff, helps me realize that, like, all right, you know that you're trying to drive this thing, and you're you're ruining the game. Because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what happened. Like, for the second time, like, no, I'm going to get it right. Right. You're not going to play me on my own dime. Yeah. So he he addressed that as far as, like, reaction and response. You and, have like, control issues. Per se. <laughs> People just don't know how to control their own situations. I do. <laughs> just, just pay me. I've been friends with you a long time. I can tell you all the things wrong with you. Sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this. I think um, I think therapy is good for anybody because you can have a level of transparency that sometimes we don't even have with each other. Yeah. And I think that is the benefit of of going like finding you a counselor because you legit can go in there and just talk through like if you find the right one talk through some deep issues and some deep hurts right that that you have and a good one will take you on the journey and they'll make you see that these are areas that 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 you need to work on i think i think also like having a realistic expectation of what you're of how you approach therapy 
Because whenever I approached therapy, I was thinking like, when I go to this therapy session, basically this person, this therapist is going to help, help fix or, or find a solution for the, for the yeah. issue that I have. Right. And I had to come to realize that I'm only to Dante's point, I'm only going to get out what I'm willing to give or what I'm willing to put in. Like the person on the, the therapist on the other end doesn't have a magic wand to say like, these are your issues and this is what you need to do. And, and like that, you're, you're basically improved from the, the position that you were in before that. Yeah. A lot of that is like, I recognize because at the way, at least my therapist style was like, so tell me about like what's been going on or how you've been mm-hmm. doing. Right. So I have to divulge information. I have to right. be transparent. I have to be willing to put myself out there to say like, this is the things that I'm navigating. And then we work through those. Right. And then the following session, if I didn't like complete an assignment or if I didn't have a level of reflection, there was no progress. Mm-hmm. It all depends on like how much you're willing to do in the session. Like you still have to be the, the driver to the certain, driver, to yeah. a certain extent, you know? Nah, I wanted them aha moments. Like, all right, oh, dang. All right, we ain't got to meet no more. Like, I do do that. <laughs> well, you know, Justin, I think, I think, I think you're going to have to go into it with a open mind. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You're going to give us a progress report or what? Yeah, I'll okay. keep you But shout out to you for, yeah. um, for going yeah, to therapy. I, 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 I love the fact that you took that step. And shout out to you for getting Coop to think about it. Yes. Yeah. Coop about to be uh, with your Milk. therapist. I'm going to win the game, though, because I know the trick. He got the nose hey, water. Ten, ten, min, ten minutes later. You tried it. Ten minutes later, Coop going to be laying on this couch. The man going to be on the screen, and Coop going to be crying. I just, oh, I've always been like this. I just never. Uh, no, that's good, bro. I think one of the things that where, where we as men need to go to therapy is because this whole idea of just masculinity mm-hmm. and there's always this talk like we see other podcasts talk about it we see everybody got a, a all everybody has an opinion about men's masculinity mm-hmm. everybody got an opinion about everything. everybody got an opinion about everything and so this week we saw a couple of uh things where i say there was masculinity <laughs> and people was taking shots at it bro a couple of different ones now i want to peel them off one by one because I think we need to talk about him. Number one, Michael B. Jordan and uh, and Jonathan Majors. Majors. We know that Creed is coming out. Creed can't three. Wait three. To see it. Creed three. I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna go sit. Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is um, directing it. He's directing it mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so they did a photo shoot and for the New York Times, I believe, and it's black and white photos. But you know they're in some. What some would see in the black community as intimate. weird, intimate poses. Mm. Like, there's pictures of them where their heads are right next to each other. There's one where Michael B. Jordan is uh, sitting down and uh, Jonathan Majors got, has his hands around, like, his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, you know, just kind of like in an embrace. Like the MOK statue. <laughs> with the with, with the, the, with with the, arm, the, arm, with the yeah. with the arms, but no pants. <laughs> Pissing me off. Uh, but yes, and so that goes on Twitter, and of course, the black people see it on Twitter, and they run with it. What is this? This is no men should be this close together. Something's weird about this, and it was almost like, dang, I think we don't see black men in these um, vulnerable kind of positions often mm-hmm. and so when we do see it it's weird mm-hmm. like so it started this whole debate about like 
just men embracing each other and like even mm. just hugging and stuff like that. And and so that was one of the things. But then it can be something as serious as that. It did something on the total other hand. <laughs> Apparently men can't smoke hookah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently if you smoke hookah, you're a hookah hottie. Mm. Uh, and so we we saw we saw people talking about Michael B. Jordan, but then we also saw people, uh DJ Envy from the Breakfast Club is Smoking, he was. It was a photo of him where he was in a club and he was smoking hookah, mm-hmm. and it came out. And uh, Charlemagne the God was giving him a hard time because he was saying men should not be in the club blowing hookah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about hookah too. We were just talking about hookah too, and and it was just funny that people were just also now talking about something that is just a general thing, mm-hmm. but apparently men can't do that, and we always hear. These stories about men can't yeah, do this. Men, men. Yeah. yeah, men can't embrace. Men can't smoke hookah. Men can't do this. Men can't do that. Uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, uh, called a young woman out for making fun of him in high school uh, for calling him corny. And apparently men can't speak up for themselves either <laughs> because he was all of a sudden wrong. It's a lot of rules and regulations. It's a lot of rules and regulations on men and masculinity. And it's almost like Everybody just has something to say. I want to get y'all's opinion on that. Like, from just as a man, as people who can speak on this for real, <laughs> um, how does it make y'all feel to see people all, have all these uh, these limitations and all these things on masculinity? I mean, I think it just goes to show like people's limited. Um, I don't know if the words exposure or capacity to think. Maybe yeah. <laughs> like masculinity can be it's so many different things it's it's a layer i think it's very layered um um definition on masculinity so i think this shows people's limited range of thought uh i want to ask i want to ask y'all something because y'all come from two-parent households Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because it also was raised up a while back because there was a um, a dad who kissed his son grown man Mm. and kissed him on the cheek did y'all dads do that to y'all wasn't like Tom Brady who kisses kids. He kisses his son on the mouth. Yeah, on the mouth. I think it was like Will Smith that kissed him. That uh, kissed, yeah, kissed my dad him. would kiss me like on my like forehead and stuff like that. Mm, no, my dad didn't. Nah, not in this immigrant household. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. My my pops never really did that. Like, it, even like a, I think an occasionally we would maybe embrace for like a hug, but for the most part. It wasn't that type of affection shown. Mm. I just think that is so. That's probably why it took you so long to say I love you. Though, so. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so he, he would, he would, he would articulate that. Like right. he would tell me he loves me, but it wasn't like touch wasn't one of the ways that he showed. Yeah, affection. Nah, like yeah. affection wasn't. Which even sounds weird saying that out loud. I mean, yeah. So I mean, I think we have to break it down for ourselves and understand, like. As we've grown, we've been more accepting to it. But a lot of us emulate our fathers mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And if they didn't have a good concept of it, then it's harder for us. Okay. So right. it is a, a level of kind of decluttering, especially since we kind of grew up on the edge of social media. So things that we thought could have been like masculine, mm. you see it on TV. And it's like, oh, it's not masculine anymore. Mm. Or we see the opposite. And it's like, oh, like, how do I really define what I want to be and what, I, what I'm willing to accept? Because a lot of it is defined by, if you allow it, it's defined by others. They mm. tell you what it's not. Right. You grow up, you can grow up your whole life feeling like, all right, I am the most masculine thing until somebody tells you that you're not. Right. 
Yeah, and I feel like most of the things that appeal for men at an early age are trying to, to just support, trying to show you what the ideal picture of a masculine man right. is. And that's typically, or at least when we were growing up, that was typically like in the hero format or it right. was like, Ooh. this person is like a strong, yeah. they, they don't cry, they are aggressive, whatever. They have these certain characteristics and like society wants to dictate and tell you what this looks like. But I think there's so many to just put there's so many layers of masculinity, mm-hmm. right? I, early, early on, I read this book called The Tender Warrior, and it was talking about a, a, somebody who was like a top general in the military. <laughs> Red. It was talking yeah, reading is masculine. Hey man, hey man. reading masculine because because feel different. But the whole premise of the book was talking. It was it was a um, I think the the author was a general in the military. Mm. But it was this concept of like he was the like the his his mentor was a masculine man, but his mentor he saw his mentor cry, he saw his mentor talk through emotions, all these different things. And this is the top general of the military; they're going off to war, and he's like he's strong in battle, but he was tender in his love and his affection. Mm. And it just showed the the duplicity of like of a man. Like sometimes sometimes you got to be strong. Sometimes you got to be you got to right. be tender for your family. You got to be tender for your your wife, for your kids, for whoever that is. There's more than society paints a picture of it. But I think that as men, I think society for the most part and the majority of people struggle with insecurities. Yeah. So when they see the picture of man, now they start to question mm-hmm. what they're what they are navigating, what they're going through because like, well, it doesn't match up. But I mean, you got to take into consideration that society wants you to to conform and wants you to have a group think and wants everybody to be the same. Yeah. So there's no there's no opportunity for uniqueness. There's no opportunity for idiosyncrasies. Like you got, I got to be the same as you. I got to show up the same way. That's yep. a good point. That's a great yeah, point. No, that is good. And I'll even say when we were talking about prime, when you're talking about the two parent household, mm-hmm. I think that's a big aspect about being balanced. So like. Even though maybe y'all's parents, your dads might not have been the most affectionate yeah. in whatever type of way, you've still seen your parents struggle, your dad struggle in something, at yeah. something. You've seen them down. My dad ain't like, struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I feel like a lot of people that um, maybe they didn't have a dad in the household, they only see the exterior mm. man. So they don't, they only see. Like when we go outside, we put our armor on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you only see a man in armor. You never you see him take his armor, armor off. off. So yeah. you think this is what a man is, mm-hmm. and at the same, you don't see the other side of it. That's no, a good point. No, that yeah. is good. I, I I think for a lot of uh, the people who are coming up with these ideas about what masculinity is, what masculinity isn't, ultimately, I think a lot of these people have father wounds, mm-hmm. like whether they're woman or male, and you can have your dad grow up in your household and y'all still not have an emotional connection. In fact, my um my life group, we're going through this whole thing about a man and his story. And this is whole video series about just how a, <clears throat> a man's relation with his father, whether his father was absent or there or just there and emotionally absent mm-hmm. and how that ultimately impacts a man and, and your view on manhood. So it said three, it said it impacts it in three ways. It said either a man with a father wound, a father wound as they defined as an ongoing emotional, social or spiritual deficit that's caused by the lack of healthy relationship with dad and now must be overcome by other means. It said it happens in three ways. Something, three things happen. Either he's angry or in pain. 
So, which is one where we, I think, mm-hmm. we see the most right in mm-hmm. our society. Um, but the second one was bottling up the feelings. I would say that we see this where you're not as forthcoming with your emotions. It's harder for you to 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 connect with and uh, and form deeper relationships because you're just bottling up. Mm-hmm. But then another one was. Um, an inner sense of lostness or incompleteness, like never feeling like you can be a man because there's always this deficit missing or like there was something that you needed to be taught that was not taught. And these are things that your, your dad can be in your home or outside of your home. But ultimately I think when everybody's talking about and coming up with these ideas about masculinity to that point, it's all coming from a specific type of lens Mm -hmm. of the type of male you've seen or the type of man you have not seen mm-hmm. and what you've been told that man manhood looks like. That was really good, bro. And you even made me think because we were talking. I was talking about from a man's perspective, but it's also from a woman's perspective. Yeah. And we wonder why, like, um, girls like uh, bad guys, right? Because they 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 show off as uh, aggressive, aggressive, tough, and that's their mm-hmm. idea of what a man is. Because maybe they didn't have a father in the household. That's what, bro, I'm I'm saying it. It it is a it is a real thing, bro. Dang, and as we wild. were diving deeper into that, uh, as we were diving deeper into that video in that series, all these guys were sharing guys who had their dad in their home, guys mm-hmm. who had their dad who did not grow up with a dad, and everybody to a certain extent had a father wound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even the ones who were like, my dad was there, mm-hmm. but he wasn't there emotionally. Like mm-hmm. my dad was never, he, he provided, but he wasn't there or my dad was absent or my dad chose not to be there. And so I think it, it ultimately all this comes from people. That made me think about something different. Like, and it's related, but it's, it's in a different direction. But that thought process of like talking about father wounds but also like how in the home and outside of the home, men don't necessarily show emotion or affection right. in that regard. Maybe think about it from a faith standpoint. And I think that's why a lot of times as Christians or as believers, we have a hard time with the concept of love from, from God or from right. Jesus because, right. because of our perception of what our earthly fathers or lack right. of fathers show. Mm-hmm. And so then and when it comes to like the faith movement and like what, is it like, what does it look like to, to receive this love from God? If I didn't receive the love from the from my my father or from my father figure right how do they, how do i then receive this as a as a believer how do i receive this in my faith and i think that's where just thinking about it from a faith standpoint i think that's where sometimes people struggle with father issues or father wounds and that can impact your ability to receive that in in the faith as well mm. everybody screwed up <laughs> <laughs> but there's hope is there yeah where is it <laughs> Open, open the book, yeah. up, brother. <laughs> open that book. Yeah. <laughs> open that book. But I think that's it. I think you can't silo masculinity. Like there's yeah. layers to masculinity. You can't you can't just throw out one definition and say this is masculinity. Mm-hmm. Right. It and has to be. Of, it has to be all encompassing. That's what a lot of people try to do. They try to say this is what masculinity looks like, and and you're being stupid. <laughs> is that masculine? <laughs> oh my God! It was a nine. You being aggressive? <laughs> but see, me taking my opinion back. That's that's beta. Because a man, a man says what he says. What alpha man? He stands he he ten toes on what he said. So I ain't taking nothing back at all. I, I heard it say a real man knows when he's wrong and can uh, can accept responsibility. You know who said that? Who said that? A Mitch. 
<laughs> a beta man. You can't tell me because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm master. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> is it time? It's time for the sound bite of the week. Here we go. I don't know why y'all keep making me read. <laughs> <laughs> we determined today. So technically, if you don't mess up some of the words of the quote, you're not a real man. Because mm. men don't read. <laughs> Facts. And that, with that being said, <laughs> the best way to predict the future is to create it. You know who said that? Who? Abe Lincoln. Is he a real mm, man? Yeah, boy. <laughs> Can men wear hats? He let your people go, bro. Mm. <laughs> Not your people. <laughs> what did he say? What did Abe say? Yeah, yeah, say it again, brother. <laughs> the best way to predict the future is to create it. Mm. Mm. And as a man, <laughs> um, every man should have vision. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I want to come back to this. I want to put a pin on this, but I want to come back to this. As a believer, do you create your future? He thought he ate. That was deep, bro. That was deep. That was deep. That vegan. Do you create it? Or is it already created? By the creator? Yes, sir. Mm. Mm. Food for thought. Hey, man. <laughs> Y'all think on that. <laughs> Yeah, chew on that. Chew on that. Yeah, chew on that for a little bit. That's a whole nother 30 minutes. <laughs> hey, we appreciate y'all tapping in. Hey, y'all, as always, no, 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 no. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all said y'all want to see us, right? <laughs> as you can see. Hold <laughs> on. I'm just reminding y'all of what y'all said. Yeah. Y'all said y'all want to see us, right? Uh-huh. Go subscribe to that YouTube. <laughs> What's the YouTube called, Coop? The Soundboard Podcast. Soundboard Podcast. <laughs> Go subscribe to that the YouTube. Soundboard Podcast. Y'all want to see us. If the videos drop the week after, mm-hmm. we drop the audio. Mm-hmm. We drop the audio. <laughs> we drop the video. The video gets you gives you a background. Give them, back- the, day, give them the day. Wednesday. There you go. The, no, Wednesday, the next Wednesday. Audio one Wednesday. The next Wednesday is the video. We give y'all a, a, a peek into what we see and looking at each other as we record. <laughs> So please go subscribe. I'm gonna go up. Yeah, cool. Got no pop. I got no pop for my. I got you. It's because I didn't clapping early. That's what it was. Go subscribe. I think we're at 25 subscribers right now. I need to see 50. 50. Wait, I think 200. Double there. 250. And we we see 25 of y'all. Okay, I'll tell y'all this. 25 by the next time we come, or y'all gonna go see no more videos. <laughs> I'm a man in masculinity. <laughs> and he ain't no baby man. You gotta set the tone. I'm right. setting the tone. That's right. But also, guys, you can keep us uh, with us on uh, Instagram <laughs> as well <laughs> at the Soundboard Podcast. Also, on your favorite audio uh, platform, mm-hmm. whether that's Spotify or Apple or Apple Apple Podcast, you can find us on there as well at the Soundboard Podcast. Now, guys. If you want to keep up with your boy Dante, you can follow me at Dante Speaks Life. That's D O N T A E. I'm thinking about changing my Instagram name, but I can't figure out what I'm You're not speaking life no more? It's over? It's over for that? For longevity. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let y'all know, but for right now, Dante Speaks Life, follow your boy. And if you want to follow Coop, you can find me at This Is Coop underscore. You can follow JJ underscore Jeremy J. (laughs) Don't DM him. (laughs) All things BKJV at Just a Fiasco. We out. Peace.